Welcome to the Mountain Brook Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Fallon, and it's my pleasure to join you in reading from the Advent Devotional Guide. Today's scripture is Isaiah 54, and I am reading from the ESV translation. Hear now the word of the Lord. Sing, O barren one who did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not been in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who is married, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent, and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left, and your offspring will possess the nations and will people the desolate cities. Fear not, for you will not be ashamed. Be not confounded, for you will not be disgraced. For you will forget the shame of your youth and the reproach of your widowhood you will remember no more. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. The God of the whole earth he is called. For the Lord has called you like a wife deserted and grieved in spirit. Like a wife of youth when she is cast off, says your God. For a brief moment I deserted you, but with great compassion I will gather you. In overflowing anger for a moment, I hid my face from you. But with everlasting love, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. This is like the days of Noah to me. As I swore that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so I have sworn that I will not be angry with you and will not rebuke you. For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you. My covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. O afflicted one, storm-tossed and not comforted, behold, I will set your stones in antimony and lay your foundations with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles of a gate and your gates of carbuncles and all your wall of precious stones. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. If anyone stirs up strife, it is not from me. Whoever stirs up strife with you shall fall because of you. Behold, I have created the smith who blows the fire of coals and produces a weapon for its purpose. I have also created the ravager to destroy. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed and you shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Isaiah 54 moves our focus from suffering to glimpses of future blessings. This chapter anticipates the salvation and restoration of God's people through the promises of the new covenant. God's plans for his people with the new covenant will far exceed that of the old. This new covenant will multiply God's people and spread to other nations outside of Israel. It will restore God's people in peace and ensure security, and it will renew them to their original purpose with the promise of divine protection and victory. In verse 10, we see the very nature of these blessings. God's loyal love and God's covenant of peace will remain with his people. The mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but this new covenant will outlast them both. God's new covenant of peace is an eternal covenant 
that is based on Him alone. Out of His merciful character and His love for us, God's people are able to receive and share in these promises. As believers today, we know that this new covenant was inaugurated through the coming of Christ. Jesus was the grand fulfillment of God's new plans for His people. Being on this side of Christ, all the more are we able to take hold of and live into these promised blessings, which are the heritage of the servants of the Lord. As followers of Christ, part of our inheritance even now is peace, security, righteousness, protection, and victory. At times, it may not feel like this rings true for our lives, but this is our shared reality in Christ. He has redeemed us and renewed us to himself, and we will not be put to shame. His love and covenant will not depart from us, ever. These promises are our hope both now and for the future. Ultimately, these promises will come to their perfect manifestation when Christ returns in his full glory and establishes his kingdom completely. And on that day, the whole world will know of the Lord's victory. And as his people, we will behold his glorious presence forever and ever. But until then, we are to live as God's holy servants and be ever growing in the evidence of these promises in our lives. For his glory and for people to come to know him and his son. Amen. Fallon, thank you so much for reading for the podcast. I want to ask you a couple of questions. This is kind of like a hidden track just to get to know you a little bit more. Tell us what is one of your favorite foods at Christmas season. Hmm. My family's loaded with good cooks, so this is a hard (laughs) question. (laughs) Um, My cousin lived in England for a time, and she learned how to make figgy pudding, and she makes it every year. And you know, you always sing the song, oh, bring us some figgy pudding. And you're like, what is figgy pudding? But she made it for us and she flambes it where she puts alcohol on top and then fire over it. And it's it's really, really good. And so it's a new tradition that we've started when she got back from England. And I look forward to it every year. So, well, I, I have to know, like, what goes in figgy pudding? Oh, I couldn't tell you. I just know it tastes good. <laughs> Okay. All right. Moving on. Moving on. What is one of your favorite Christmas traditions? Man, I just have so many fond memories of Christmas morning. Um, We'd always go over to my my dad's parents' house, my grandparents' house. And every morning when you'd get there, there would be a fire going and there would be the Christmas story on because they play that for 24 hours on Christmas Day. And then we'd have breakfast and all of my dad's siblings would be there, so my aunts and uncles and all my cousins. And it was just a very joyful and full house um, filled with family and good memories and lots of fun. And um, it was a sweet time to be able to spend with family I didn't get to see regularly throughout the year. So I always love Christmas breakfast, and I hope to carry on a tradition like that as, as years go on. So, Do you have songs that you love this season? Oh, yes. I Chris won't let us play Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. So I don't know if some, like, some people start playing it before Thanksgiving. Some people wait till after. Um, I think you can listen to Advent songs any time of the year. Our, our Savior is here. But anyway, I, I feel like I have to say Nat King Cole has an awesome Christmas song. I think that everyone knows. It's the Christmas song. Um, it's one of my favorites. And then I feel like I have a favorite Advent song as well. It's, it goes back and forth between... Of course, Joy to the World, and then Lauren Daigle has a Christmas or Advent song called Light of the World, and 
the Behold version is really good. So tell me a little bit about your family, how we can be praying alongside you. So my family is, oh, we, oh, this is new. We, we just got news that my brother is going to be transitioning from a Navy diver to an SWCC. So an SWCC is a Special Warfare Combat Crewman. And he'll be working alongside Navy SEALs and manning the boats that enter them through smaller waterways in and out of discrete locations on their missions. And so he has to go through another, I think almost two-year training. And I know it's made my parents nervous because, you know, there's a difference between diving and then <laughs> being out in the field. With I mean, it's still dangerous, but there's, you know, he's going to be in the action in combat now, um, going in and out to get these these SEALs and so just be praying for our family as he transitions into that. Pray for the Lord's protection over him and strength to endure that training. And yeah, another way you guys can be praying for us is I have one more year of my seminary degree left, my MDiv at Beeson. And so as we're you know reaching the end, Chris is auditioning for all these residencies for after I graduate and so just be praying for him as he applies and auditions to these different programs and and that the Lord will open doors and just continue to pray for me as we (laughs) finish out the the year I can't believe I've got one year left but it's gone by so fast this will air on the 21st which will be during the living nativity so it makes me think a lot about the youth who are heavily involved in that what is one way we can pray alongside you and your ministry with our students mm, you know being a teenager is never easy but I think in this day and age just what everything that they're having to face um, be praying and and also like find ways to also help exemplify this but be praying for our youth group to be, cultivated into a community where they just find utter acceptance and belonging because I think that's a hard thing for them to do this day and age and so I just think it would be I mean that church you know God's community is meant to be the most welcoming loving um, accepting warm community that anyone ever experiences and so I just pray that our kids one will have a desire to help cultivate that for each other but also that they find that warmth here you know not only in our youth community but just from the whole church and it it will then encourage them to continue to nourish and um, create such a community within their age group okay last question how can we as a community of faith come alongside you guys in the student ministry to volunteer Mm. well if you guys want to come hang out with us at the living nativity that'd be great um we'll be doing some living nativity after parties and so if you just want to come to get to know the kids more the merrier always welcome um but yeah like just we we need teachers we need people to help out with food you know and we need people to just be there relating to to our students and um maybe even just even if you can't volunteer your time like maybe pull up the youth list on realm and just pick a few to pray for over um, the season and if you need numbers I can send them to you you can text them or text their parents and say hey I'm, in, I'm praying for your child and that would mean a lot for them and be really encouraging yeah that's a great idea let's end our time together with prayer Father, thank you for Fallon. Thank you for her ministry to Mount Brook Baptist and for the many ways that you have molded her into a woman who is serving you. We do pray for her brother. We pray for protection over him, and we thank you, Lord, for his service of our country. 
We ask, Lord, that you would be with Fallon and Chris, especially with Fallon as she is trucking along in her divinity school year. And then we pray, Lord, for Chris, that you would provide the right space for him for his residency. We thank you, Lord, for the youth ministry, and we just ask, Lord, that you would continue to grow them in unity and in intimacy with one another and help us to be a part of that in some way. We love you, Lord, and we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen.